theyeshiva.net. Okay, good morning, everybody. Bruchim Aboyim, welcome. A good Kiban Shdyar, a Gesundte Winter, a good Chaydish, and so forth. So we began the Maimer Mayim Rabbim from the Balatanya, Parshas Noyach. And uh, today, Bezer Hashem will continue. <laughs> Please turn to page 17, or Tess, column 1. Taf Tess, column 1. On top it says Noyach, close to the end of the first paragraph. <clears throat> The line begins around 10, 15 lines from the top. Malachayim. Toiv ze malachayim, toiv ma'oid ze malachamavis. Over there, that's what we're holding. Today's sheet is dedicated by Yehudas Halfand in memory of Reb Moshe Yehuda ben Reb Menachem Aaron. Tehenish Mosei Tzrura, B'tzrer HaChayim, and thank you very much. Should be an eternal source of blessing and inspiration to you and the whole Mishpacha. B'tach Klal Yisrael. I know the last few days there were some delays because of the circumstances, so today they're going to make a decision to make a seder, so I'm sorry, there was uh, some miscommunication. Huh? Uh, when they change the clock, it's not an issue, but till they change the clock. Huh? Question when they're changing the clock? This year? Tavshin Pegimel. So today's Shia goes into the why. Last Shia was more what, and today he goes into the why. There's an expression in a sicha from the Rebbe Rayatz, the father-in-law of the Rebbe. <laughs> he said, in Yedezach is the avos, afarvos, unatzulibvos. In everything there is what, there is why, and there is for what purpose. Vos, farvos, Many people could sometimes answer vos. It's much, much harder to answer farvos. But it's really deep to be able to answer tzulibvos. Right? The ultimate, the ultimate purpose. Many people ask them, what, you, what do you do for a living? What do you do with your life? They'll tell you what they do. You'll ask them, why do you do it? Okay, everybody, everybody needs money, you have to support yourself, but that's a generic, that's uh, whether you're renting cars or you fix shoes or you sell real estate or you're an accountant or you even, you know, coal mines. But why, why do you do this? Farvas, that's already harder to answer. But even if you have a why, tzulibvas, that's already deeper to answer. So here we're talking about the vas, the what of this world is, that there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of anxiety. Now, this mind is talking about the farvas and then the tzulibvas. He says that's the marble. The spiritual marble, the psychological marble, the floods, the flooding, the flash floods of thoughts, sensations, experiences, emotions. He calls it tirdas, tirdas aparnasa, tirdas elamhazah. At the surface, it demoralizes, it destroys. Yet it's called Meinoyach, which means the waters of Menuche, the waters of serenity, which seems like Loyeg Larash, you're making fun of me. This is called waters of serenity. I have other definitions of serenity. And this went a whole long explanation. The first point that was brought out was, 
It says in Medrash Rabbim Bereshus, Everything was very good. So you would think very good means more than good, right? On your test you ever got toiv, and then sometimes you got toiv ma'oid. What does that mean? You didn't only get an 85, right? You got a 93. Emes? You never got a 93? You never got a 93. 65? But you passed. But you passed. Taiv ma'aid means whatever is good, give me a little more of it, right? They say a joke that there were two women who went to a kosher restaurant. And one of them turns to the other one and says, you know, I hate this place. The portions are disgusting. The food is horrible and old and moldy and smelly. The other one says, I agree, and they're also such small portions. So usually, the joke is over. So usually, <laughs> when you say taiv ma'ayit, whatever is good, give me more of it. Right? Ma'ayit means very. Ma'ayit is not a noun. Ma'ayit is a description. You just got it, okay. Huh? No problem, no problem. It comes with another one. Somebody uh, said, you know, life, which is really the theme here, life in this world. Somebody, well, it was our Jewish committee, our Jewish let's, he once said, you know, life in this world is miserable and anxious and, and horrible, and it's also so short. But, but as we're going to see, there's a depth there. There's a depth there. <laughs> you know, what looks horrible maybe has to be seen a little differently. But what does ma'id mean? Ma'id is not a noun, it's not a defining term. Whatever you're talking about, yeah, it was, it, it was gewaldic, it was, it was extra good. Toiv ma'id. He's a, he's a, he's a chachem, ma'id. Whatever the experience is, you add, you add a little more. He's ashir, he's rich. Ashir ma'od, he's, he's crazy rich. Add another few zeros. So it's always taking the first thing and adding. That's Pashtus. Comes the Madrash and says, no. Ma'id is a different reality. Toiv is malacha. This is a medrash rabba in, in Benesius. Rebmeir says, Rebmeir from the Tan, it's not Stama, it's not a Vertel, this is Rebmeir. From G'doyli HaTanoyim, right? The Rebbe of Rabbi Akiva. Toiv is malachayim. Ma'id is more life, not malachamovus. <laughs> that, that, that seems very, very strange. First of all, the malachamovus is not good, the angel of death. And second of all, it's not better than the Malach HaChayim. Mainly, if you even want to say there's some goodness to it, that's Ma'id. So the Balatanya says, and that's the Nechuda, Ma'id is infinity. Ma'id doesn't have a definition. Ma'id is touching Ma'id. Ma'id means very. Very is relative, right? You have a million dollars, so you're very rich relative to somebody else. You're actually poor. What's very? Very is wherever you are, very. You're a fast runner, a very fast runner. What does that mean? It means wherever you are, there's more. So ultimately, ma'id is the definition of bleak vul. You can always add more. Ma'id, ma'id, very, very, very. V'haftas Hashem alakecha with your heart. B'chal mavshecha with your soul. B'chal ma'idecha. What's ma'idecha? It's a very strange word. How do you know it's a strange word? Chazal didn't know what it means. One person said it's b'chal ma'meincha, means money. Another Mesechus Brachas, another Pidush is Bechal Mido, Mida. It's not a clear word. What does Ma'id mean? Loving with your whole Ma'id. So the Balatanya says Bechal Meidecha means with your veriness. How do you love with your veriness? It means touching a part that's Ma'id, touching the bleakful, the infinity of a person. 
touching that which is beyond the structure, beyond the finite structure of a person. It's ma'id, it's, it goes beyond that. And beyond is always beyond, there's no definition for it. Because wherever you are, right, what's the, what's the step afterwards? That's the ma'id. So ma'id is not a continuation of toiv, it's a different caliber completely. Toiv is that which seems good, it's very good. Ma'id is going into a completely new level and dimension of self, which touches infinity, which touches Ein Saif, which defies structure. And paradoxically, that's only when I confront the angels of death in my system. Only when I confront the angels of death in my own system. What does it mean, the angels of death? It means the skeletons, the demons, the angels that apparently want to kill me. The Malach wants to kill you, right? Those parts that want to kill you. <laughs> what would you naturally say? Throw them away. Shoot them if you could. I mean, if you could shoot him. Call the Chavar Kaddish, bury him. At least repress him. So he says, no, no, no. This is the, this is the gateway to Ma'id. This is the Medrash. This is the gateway to Ma'id. There's something hiding over there. There's, there's a hidden treasure there. There's something of your deepest power, your deepest creativity, your nuclear energy is over there. It had was Tutsuch. This is Greisach Yedushim, this is not Stam. Not only should you not run away from it, this is your gateway to Ma'id. When Hashem saw everything that's good, this Toiv is Malachayim, we love the angel of life. But L'chaida, the, the, the Malachamavis inside of me, which means those things that represent the, 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 they challenge, they challenge my life. Or in this, the, the words of this Maim is the anxiety. Anxiety is a malachamavis, everybody knows that. It's a killer. It's a killer, it kills you inside. Anybody here has anxiety? You've been there, done there, but you graduated. You gotta give lessons. It's not toiv, because it doesn't look, you're not going to call it toiv, it's not toiv. He's not romanticizing it, it's ma'oi, that's what it is, it's ma'oi. It's extremely intense. And the reason for this is farvas, because yisrin ha'ar min Whenever darkness is harnessed and transformed into light, it's a different caliber of light. It's an infinite light. And because it's an infinite light, it never appeared as light. Because it never assumes the finite structures of light, and light is pretty, uh, light is pretty amazing, but still there's something deeper, that which appears as darkness, and that's transformed to light, it's a different type of light. But that's a very difficult process, because how do you transform darkness into light? It's dark, it's not light. So this is now the thing the Balatanya continues to explain deeper. So you see, this is what we're holding. Through the opposite, through the darkness, precisely. Hipuch means the opposite of what seems so beneficial. Which, in terms of Avaidus Hashem, is through the animal consciousness. And and that's where the word ma'oid is so important. He's making a gzeri shavah. Ma'oid, ma'oid decha. 
This ma'id comes from that ma'id. But that ma'id is the Malach HaMavas. And that's what brings the love of Bechol Ma'idachal. Different type of love. There's a love that's finite, which is amazing. And then there's a love that is, he calls it Bligvul Mamash. Bligvul Mamash means it's limitless. It's truly limitless. It has no limits. And that's the love that comes from where? From the opposite place. From the antithesis of the love. It's the love that comes from the darkness. This needs a lot of explanation. More importantly, it needs a lot of experience. It means the love that comes from the opposite, from the opposite of the love. It comes from those parts that apparently undermine the love. They undermine your connection. They undermine everything that's positive. But if you can, I could surrender to it, and it could, I could stay dark. That's that's an option. Remember that the malachamavus inside of me could remain a malachamavus. If the person is not afraid, and a person can, can hold on to it with empathy, and excavate it, that very energy, that very energy, if it's, if it's uh, channeled, and if it's extracted, and if it's embraced, it can take a person from love that is finite to love that's infinite. New Isis? Anybody can give me some Isis? Huh? Isis are not bleak wool, that's the problem. <laughs> the Nebuchadnezzar Shab once said, there's three parts to a person. So these words. The Neshama Zet. The hearts filt. Un Seichel stelt sich far. The Neshama sees. <laughs> the heart feels. And the mind imagines how it should be. <laughs> huh? Trying to make sense of it. <laughs> He's desperately trying to like, hey, 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 don't, don't get married without me. <laughs> I control everything. The neshama zet, the heart's filled, or the heart's leapt iber, the heart's leapt iber, like experiences, lives it through. So in all these inyan, you have the soul sees, the heart feels, and now Seichel has to, like, where am I in this process, you know? Was willst du für mich? Somebody told me yesterday, two days ago, he's went through a lot in his life, and been on a very serious journey of healing. So he's a very analytical person. He says, I came to discover that the analytical mind is basically a survival coping mechanism. <laughs> As I abgemacht the whole analytical mind, he says, basically just separates you from everything and keeps you in survival mode. What do you want to say? Right, so it's always a, we always need integration. Chachma bin Adas, integration. So that's why the Balatanya, as much as possible, he explains. He wants to explain. It's not, because when you explain, it's not just you explain, so everybody likes the explanation. Explanation means I'm talking to the parts of you that can integrate it into daily life. That's what explanation is. You understand? Chachma bin Adas, Chassidus Chabad, it's not to, to turn it into a philosophy. These things are not philosophical. It's halakus, it's godliness. But integration happens when I could process it through the daily systems and instruments that we use. If not, it remains detached. There's moments, you know, you go on a spiritual trip. But what happens when I come back, you know, 
Everybody went into the orchard. But three of them didn't come out the way they went in. Rabbi Akiva, Nichnas B'Shalom, V'yatsa B'Shalom. So Balatanya says, why? It should have said in Gemara, in Chagiga, Yatsa B'Shalom, everybody went in peacefully. He says, no, no, Rabbi Akiva went in differently. Because he went in differently, he went out differently. Other people went in for the high. Rabbi Akiva didn't go in for the high. He went in to fulfill the purpose. So he went in differently, he came out differently. So the Yatsa B'Shalom always is through integration. And that's a, that's a difficult thing. Because some people are stuck in their comfort zones. Some people take a trip, a transcendental trip. But the integration of the two is one of the hardest things in the world. And for that, you have to learn a lot of chassidus. Because chassidus is the integration. Because it reveals the ain't soif in the finite. To go to the world of infinite, there's people that go to the world of infinite, at least relatively speaking. But to reveal the infinite in the finite, that is synthesis, that's achtos, that's diri b'tachtoinu. So that's why, that's why explanation is so negeya, the beer is so negeya. Because it, it, it turns it into a, a sugya that I could, so to speak, own, I can master at least to some degree. So this is what he says. Vahainu, the reason for all of this is, vasepas, why is it so complicated? <laughs> Toiv is malachayim, and then toiv ma'od is, 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 you know, more life, right? You don't have to pay tuition or your mortgage. That's toiv ma'od. He says, no, no, ma'od is dafke from the opposite. V'hainu l'fisha b'sharsha l'mayla mayla. Sheirish nefesh ha'bahamiz gavaya yosim ab'chinus nefesh alikis. So as he throws this out. <laughs> because the source, you have to understand, in sheirish, the animal soul is rooted in a higher place than the divine soul. Now that seems so strange. In Nefesh Bahamas, we have different souls. Nefesh Bahamas is the animal consciousness. Nefesh is the divine consciousness. In Tanya, he says, the Nefesh is chelik elikami malmam, which is a piece of Hashem. So derivative of infinite consciousness, and it's divine in the body. Nefesh Bahamas is an animal. A puppy has a soul. An elephant has a soul. A rat has a soul. A mouse has a soul. And I also have an animal. A little puppy running inside me. Some of us have German shepherds. Some of us have cute puppies. Some of us have chimps. Some of us have monkeys, right? Some of us have gorillas. And some have cubs. And some have lions. That, ask your wife about your Nefesh Bahamas, what it looks like when it gets active. The Nefesh Bahamas is trying to cope. It's trying to live. Not bad. It's the soul of an animal. The soul of an animal is good. So the, it wants the animal to survive, to propagate, to uh, to be comfortable, to be safe. That's the crawl of the Nefesh Bahamas. And the parts of the brain are all the Nefesh Bahamas. Then there's a Nefesh HaLekid. Nefesh HaLekid is a Chelek HaLekami Mamash. The Nefesh Bahamas is scared, like animals. It gets scared, it gets tense, it gets very anxious. It gets very stressed, it gets very overwhelmed. The Nefesh HaLekid is in a space of infinity, it's in a space of Hashem. And we operate on different levels of consciousness. You have an Nefesh you have an Nefesh So he says here, that's all true. But you have to understand that there's something in the Nefesh Bahamas that's deeper than the Nefesh In the Shairish. It says in Bereish Islam, This is, this, this Pasuk is not known very much to, unless you really learn Chumash well. It's the end of Ayishlach where people, unless you're a Balkaida, he goes through the genealogy of Esav, 
and all the kings of Esau. So those are one of the Pesukim, you know, Pesuk after Pesuk. Ve'ela ha-melochim ha-shemolchu be'eretz Edom lefnei meloich melech lebnei Yisrael. These are the kings that reigned in the land of Edom. They came from Esau before Jews ever had a king. And he goes through a list. He goes through a list of Esau's kings. And this is before Yeshikach. This is before there was ever a king by the Jewish people. And he goes through. He says, the first king was a man named Bela ben Ba'oy. He came from Dinhava. Then, and everyone... There was a king, he died. Next king died. Next king died. Next king died. Goes through all the kings. Bela died. There was Yoivov. Yoivov died. There was Chushim. Chushim died. There was Hadad. Hadad died. There was Samla. Samla died. There was Shoal. Merechavis Hanar. Not a Jew. Just a Shoal. Merechavis Hanar. Shoal died. There was Baal Chanan ben Achbar. Interesting name. Baal Chanan ben Achbar died. Hadar died. And his wife happened to be named Mehetipel Basmatred Basmezahav for your information. That's it. A bunch of kings before Jews ever had a king. These are the kings of Adam. In Kabbalah, in Kisizoya, especially in Kisvarizal, these psukim are very, very important. This is called the kings of Olam Atoyu. Kings of Olam Atoyu is that pre-creation of this world, and when I say pre, I don't mean physically in time. We mean spiritually. There was a higher world called Olam Atoyu. I say was, still is. Olam Atoyu means a world of chaos. The world of chaos is a world that's called Toyu, not because it's just chaos. It's in the, it's the beginning of creation. And then, the Mabel was reverting the world back to that space of Toyu. What's the definition of Toyu? Very, very briefly. I'm gonna, we learned this a few times in my modem. I'm going to say very briefly. The way Hashem made the world is everything is a combination of Oiris and Caleb. Oiris is energy, Kali is container. There's nothing that doesn't happen through the marriage of Oiris and Caleb. You have a Gavaldika business plan, that's Oir, energy, ideas, epiphanies. Caleb is overhead, hiring secretaries, right? You want to build a house, beautiful house, Oir, energy. Now you have to hire an architect, you have to hire a contractor, and I have to deal with pipes, zoning issues. That's Caleb. Most people get stuck in Caleb. The musical notes are the Caleb. The music is the Ur. You have an idea for a book, that's the Ur. Write it down. It's going to be hard, Caleb. You have an idea for a speech, that's Ur. Say it. Oh, it's not so simple. Caleb is always structure, containing. Marriage. What's the Ur of marriage? Love, romance, passion, dreams, right? What's the kalim of marriage? Taking out the garbage. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Dealing with the nitty-gritty and dealing with your differences. It's taking the light and bringing it into structure. Oiris don't like kalim. Kalim don't like oiris. It's like a marriage. <laughs> it's a bad marriage. Oiris don't like kalim. You know why? They limit. They cut. They destroy. They amputate. They kill dreams. Kalim always need measurements. Oiders don't need measurements. Light travels 186,000 miles per second. That's light. And Kaylee says, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. You ever come home and you tell your wife, are you going to make a billion dollars by next Tuesday? And she's like, relax, okay? Eat supper, take a shower, and go to sleep. Oiders don't like Kalim. Kalim don't like Oiders. Kalim call Oedas irresponsible. Oedas call Kalim killers of every dream. 
if you ever wrote anything and you have to pr- submit your article to a newspaper, right? I grew up in the house of journalism, so I know a little bit about this. So the editor doesn't look how beautiful your article is. He looks how much pace, place he has on the page. <laughs> so this guy is an artist. You know, he put his whole soul into the article, right? It's 4,000 words. And the editor says, I only have place for 600 words. They used to say, in Yiddish, a schreiber starpnisht von Heizfellerin, er starpt von Druckfellerin. I don't know how you translate that. A writer doesn't die from heart failure, he dies from uh, print failure. <laughs> what? Press failure. Druck, uh, printing. What's the point? Kalim is always how it's going to be communicated. I don't have a newspaper of a thousand pages. And I know people are not going to read more than 600 words. It's a very, it's very business oriented. Oedis is vision oriented. The way that the Bainashalayla made this world is everything is a combination of Oedis and Kayla. Everything. In Oilam Hatoy, Oid is always authentic and Kayla is always structured. In Oilam Hatoyu, in the first world that Hashem made, it's Oidis Mirubim Bekalim Awatim. The Oidis were great, but the Kalim were very small. So they could not contain the intensity of the Oidis. So what happened? There was Shvira Sakalim. All the Kalim smashed. They broke. Pasha, the gravity, the weight was too intense. And also they smashed into each other. They collided with each other because each ur was infinite and the keli didn't limit it. So the whole toyu was destroyed. But it's all divine energy. It's all divine energy. But what happened? This is called Shvira Sakela. The fascinating concept in Kabbalah. On the debris of Olam Atayu, the Hashem rebuilt a new world, Tikkun. The Oiris are small and the Kalim are large. And everything is structured and contained and normal and processed. They don't collide with each other because everyone has a limit. I make space for you, you make space for me. I make space for my vessel, right? You have sometimes a genius who has a breakdown and walks around the streets and says gems of genius, but you can't understand it because it's incohesive. There was a story about a Jewish brilliant kid. He was a pianist. They put terrible pressure on him and he broke. Emotionally, he is from Australia. I don't know if you know the story. He broke. He would sit down at a piano as it was, it was a genius. But his life was not cohesive anymore because it's like the voltage is too intense for the wire. So what happens? The wire gets burnt up. There's no wire anymore. There's no Kaylee. So you have tremendous electricity, but no, nothing to channel it. That's Oilam Atayu. The Nefesh Bahamas comes from Oilam Atayu. The Nefesh Lekis comes from Oilam Atikul. So the Nefesh Lekis needs to heal the Nefesh Bahamas, but the Nefesh Bahamas also has something to give to the Nefesh Lekis because it has an intensity and a purity and an authenticity which is chaotic and not structured. But it gives something to the Nefesh Lekis. So the Balatanya is going to say here as follows. All our feelings, the Malachamavis in the person is very, very difficult, but it's rooted in Olam Hatoyu. And that's why it's so intense. If you can heal it, if you can work with it, and you could bring it back to its original divine source, it will prove to be infinitely more intense and grand than the Oid of the Nefesh Alakis. Because the Oid of the Nefesh Alakis is beautiful because it's mitigated, it's structured, it's workable. It's in a workable system. In very simple words, there's parts of your life that are very workable. You're at peace with them. You're at peace. In other words, the Oyer and the Kali have a perfect marriage. 
There's parts of your life where the Oed and the Keli have a crazy marriage. Where, where your system is, is erupting. There's something not working. That's exactly what anxiety is. That's what anxiety is. So what is that? So the Balatanya says, essentially, it's your portal into Olam Atoyu. That's, that's your lens into your Toyu. So what do you do with your Toyu? Why was Toyu here before Tikkun? Because the ultimate purpose is the integration of the two worlds. Iris the Toyu, Bekelem the Tikkun. So therefore, I have to be able to look at those skeletons, because even though they went through a breakdown, this is called Shviris HaKelem, all breakdowns in the world are rooted in Shviris HaKelem, in the breakdown of Toyu. But over there, you have sparks of, of, of infinity. Doylem understands a little bit what we're talking about. Because they all behemoths. Okay, let's see inside. Behemoths come from Toyu. People come from Tikkun. That's why animals and beasts have a ferocious power that people don't have. You don't want to fight a chimpanzee in an alley. In terms of intelligence, we could manipulate every animal in the world. We do it. Because of our minds, we can manipulate lions and tigers and chimpanzees. But one-on-one in an alley? I'm not starting up with a chimp or with an elephant. Why not? <laughs> because my brain analytical power is not working here. Now it's sheer brute strength. And the tiger says, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. It's sheer brute strength. Now, could you look into that sheer brute strength of your Nefesh Bahamas and see that it's really very, very pure, pure divine energy that's unfiltered, but it went through a breakdown. It's called lost in translation. When you look at that person who had the breakdown, playing piano or saying words, they're not cohesive anymore. They don't have that structure that they used to have. But if you can pick up the fragments and put them back together, you're going to construct something very powerful. Toyu is all fragments. It's called nitsutsus. You ever heard the word nitsutsus in Chesidus, Kabbalah? Have anybody heard the word nitsutsus? What are these nitsutsus, right? Shalashudis, you always hear nitsutsus, 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 yeah? Madregus, Kedushin, nitsutsus, Klippus, right? All the words that don't make sense. It's really a very sophisticated term. What's a nitsutz? A nitsutz is a spark of a flame, but it's not any more cohesive. It's an isolated spark. We once learned in Amayimah Torah Vayeshev. You remember Baruch? There's four letters. Beis, Reish, Vav, Chav. You remember? You separate the letters and you have only a Reish. What is it? It's nothing. It's not nothing. It's part of Baruch. But in Toyu it broke. So Beis, Reish, like flying letters. So you look at the Reish. It's scary. It's weird. But really, it's part of a very, very intense, cohesive word. I have to put it back together. We all have those fragments. Those are called nitsutsus of toyu. They're not cohesive. They don't tell a story. All they tell you is that you're messed up. That's what anxiety is. It's not you, Things are bad. Things are going to get worse. You're horrible and you should be embarrassed. Whatever, whatever your anxiety looks like. I'm not going to get too specific because everyone has their own. So that's toyv ma'oid. That's access to ma'oid. You can't ignore your toyu. You know why? First of all, it's too good to ignore. Why should you ignore it? But that's your, the Malach HaMavis is your portal to Ma'od. Always. If it's not intense, <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> Do something else with your life. 
If it's intense, if you're avoiding it, good, let's go there. The Shri Sakalim is the original breakdown of Toihu, where the Oyer got scattered everywhere. And now we pick up the fragments and we bring it back into the Kalim. And that's the peace, the peace, the shalom between the animal soul and the divine soul. Let's see what he says here. Ah? Huh? Because it's the ultimate engineering. You say, why, why, why? There's, there's... Right. Right. So there's an expression in Chazal, in Masechus Shabbos, Soiser al-menas livnois, boyne al-menas lister. You demolish in order to build, and then you're, it's, you're liable on Shabbos, because it's not mechalkel. If you just destroy, it's not a malacha. If you're demolishing in order to renovate, that's a malacha. And then there's lister. you build in order to destroy. So Eula Matoyu was lister, but So it wasn't a mistake. It's not like, oh God, oh I'm sorry, I put too much electricity here. It wasn't a mistake. The mistake itself is part of the plan, just like our mistakes are part of the plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, I don't know the word is control, but we can embrace, yeah. In other words, yeah. The struggles we're dealing with are essentially energies of the Oilamatayu, which broke, and a little fragment is now present in my life. I don't see a whole picture here. I see something very chaotic, very disorganized, very disheartening. And it could be an emotion. My, my son Mendel showed me from Keser Shem Tev, a line from the Baal Shem Tev. Such a line. <laughs> I was impressed that he picked up the line at that age. The Baal Shem Tev says, sometimes your whole Avodah Hashem is about dealing with one machshava. Sometimes your whole Avodah Hashem is about dealing with one machshava. That's what, that's what it is. Sometimes that's what it is. Dealing with one thought. But that thought could take you down. Dealing with that thought. So when we're talking here about it, it's not necessarily, it, you know, it's news that's fit to print in all the newspapers. You could be dealing with a thought. It could be dealing with a sensation, with an emotion. But that thought, that's a thought that came from Toyo. It's a Toyo thought. It's very intense. It's nagging you. It's incessant. And it's very, very demoralizing. And it has a lot of power. And you keep on arguing with it. You know how you, anybody argues with their thoughts? Right? Any Ashkenazim here? Any cerebral Ashkenazim here? This is a Jewish thing to do. It's called mental chatter. You argue with your thoughts, right? Like Gemara. But the, somehow they never stop arguing. Why don't they ever get tired of the argument? Never. Right? You argue. No, it's not chat like this. Amalai, you're wrong. No, I'll prove you that I'm right. Two days later, he finds a way to show you that you're wrong, you idiot. And finally, you argue and argue, and then he says, you know what? To Yufta, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. What happened here? What happened is, you were bringing into Toyu the language of Tikkun. <laughs> He's not a, he doesn't care about language. It's like you start arguing with the chimpanzee, right? About what's the proper constitution of the United States of America. Sir, that speaks to a bunch of professors in university. I'm a chimp. <laughs> they say there was a Yidu, he was one brought to the Rav because he was making Khorbanas. So the Rav said, Who are you? He says, Ich bin a 
I'm a sugar anyway. So the Rav starts talking to him, and then, and then he, he, you did this. Why did you do this? Then he says, but but ultimately it doesn't make sense what you did. He says, yeah, I told you, but I'm a sugar now. <laughs> you have to understand the language of Toyo. The language of Toyo is he's not interested in your rationality. It's irrelevant. You could give me a thousand mesechtas and a thousand explanations. It won't touch him in the slightest. He, the language is a language of infinity. So the eight says never to argue him out. You're not going to argue him out. It's a whole different energy. I have to be able to have the courage to look at him and say, what light are you concealing? Let, let, let me understand. Show me who you are. Show me who you are. I'm not going to argue with you. That's the difference. You don't run from Toyu. You elevate Toyu. Now it's not easy because it's scary. Scary. Why is it scary? Because he doesn't come to you and say, I'm divine. He comes and tells you, I'm here to destroy you. I'm your angel of death. Ooh, you're my angel of death. Toiv ma'oid. Zayagut. He says, no, no, no. I'll prove to you that it's not toiv ma'oid. He doesn't say he's toiv ma'oid. The more he says it, you embrace it. Ma'oid. But this is b'chal ma'oidecha. How does this work? The Balatanya says... With empathy, it usually touches on, on, on different levels, different layers. You, you could, it could, of course. It could, yeah. Depends how serious you are. It knows how serious you are. <laughs> right. Yeah, that could be, yeah. Yeah. Now, this is a very deep experience. I'm talking about it with a little humor here. But you have to understand, it's very deep. Because when I'm facing the tiger, he's not smiling. You understand? And he's not saying, oh, by the way, I'm the guy Rabbi Waiwa was talking about in the shir of Torah, or Parshas, Noyach. I'm that guy. You know, don't be scared of me. Just give me a hug. And the reason is because he didn't come to the shir. <laughs> I don't know why he should. But he doesn't get up so early in the morning. He's up in the middle of the night. He knows the Shia from his kishkas. It's then, so it's a, you have to understand when you're facing him, he's not giving you this Shia. He's not saying, oh, by the way, I'm the Ma'id, I'm the Oilamatayu, I'm the Bleakvul, I'm the Ainsaf. No, 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 no. I'm a scary guy. I'm a very scary guy. But you don't be scared of him because you have to understand what happened. You have to have compassion for the breakdown of Oilamatayu. And we're always confronting those sparks. And it's hard because we lose it. We lose it. The reason we lose it is because we don't believe in our own infinity. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. And part of my toyu is to tell me that I should be terrified. And the reason I should be terrified is because I'm a lost case. That's all those messages that take away the person from having the ability to really embrace it. So he says as follows. The Melech of Bnei Yisrael is the divine soul. That's the Melech of Bnei Yisrael. That's the king. That's your king, the divine soul. Seven times he reigned and died. Reigned and, what's the death? Death is Shvira Sakalim. All death. What does, and here we see what Shvira Sakalim means. Shreya Sakalim is not just the vessel broke, it's a form of death. You don't recognize yourself anymore. 
So now understand this. The anxiety doesn't recognize itself anymore. You know why? It died. What does death mean? It now takes on a form that's so different than its original form that it's called life and death. So it's not telling you what it really is. But in the shayrish, in the source, the energy of the nefesh abamas is lemay lemayla. He doesn't say once. Lemay lemayla, higher, higher than even the godly soul. And that's why even after the breakdown, they're still kings. And they have such a power over the divine soul because they're rooted in a place of royalty, aristocracy, exaltedness, even though their language is one of bruteness. You hear what Alta Rebbe is saying here? A king, even when he's dethroned, and turned into a pauper and a schnorrer, is still a king. <laughs> You'll still see royalty. There was a Yidra Bianca Legalinsky, uh, B'nai Brak, from Navardik. So he said when he was in Siberia, he would wake up before dawn, before sunrise, to put on tefillin. Because after that, you couldn't. Once he woke up early in the morning, and he sees a guy in his barrack getting dressed in the clothes of a commander of a... Of, 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 um, of, 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 commander in the army, an officer. You know, in Russia, they're very busy with... Uh, you ever see how they dress up? The Russians, huh? <laughs> with their uniform. And he five minutes, he stands, he takes, and then he puts it away. So he goes over to him and says, what were you doing? So he says, I was an officer in the Tsarist army. Now the Bolsheviks destroyed everything. I don't want to forget that I'm an officer. So every morning I put it on, and I remember that I'm a melech. So the Balatanya says, the Nefesh is even the way it fell down, and now it's just an animal in the garbage, it still has that power. It still has that hisnasus, the malucha, vayimloich, even though vayamos. Where does that show? Chosen its tigbeiris al nefesh al It's power. We always wonder, I'm an intelligent person, why does simple temptation, how does it bring me down? It's a simple stupid taiva. You yourself could explain to the whole world how ridiculous it is, but somehow it has power. Why? This is the power. The power is, it's using its power from Olam And that's very deep. It's very deep power. It's brute. It's not intelligent, but it's real. That's why even after the Nefil, it still has tremendous tigbaitas. You have to have that echeretz for the behemoth, for the chaya. Animals don't need us to survive. Vegetation doesn't need us to survive. Produce doesn't need us to survive. We need it. We can't live without them. Why? Why did Hashem make it that way? Because it's a showing us that you're superior, but you're also inferior. You also need it. You're a mashpia, but you're also a makabal. the only way the Nefesh Alekis can access its own infinity, the Ava of Bechol Moidecha, is how? 
precisely by coming into the animal consciousness. And L'chayr, it's getting overwhelmed with all types of stress and all types of anxiety in order to make a living or whatever it's involved in, and that's called Mayim Rabbim, that's the flood. And through that engagement, which seems so negative, that's your ticket to Bechol Decha. That's your ticket to Toiv Ma'oid. That's your ticket to infinity. And I don't mean a ticket here as a reward. A ticket to your deepest self, which is a much deeper state than the soul before it came into the body. When the soul before it came into the body was Nenis Meziva Shechina. It enjoyed the radiance of the Shechina. And the radiance is Gewaldig, but that's Toiv. Toiv Ma'oid. The Neshama reaches Dafke with the Nefesh Bahamas. Dafke with the Nefesh Bahamas. So this is the Gewaldik and the Chama, the comfort. That the Balatanya is Megala, it's not just, it's an Isayan and you'll get through it and you'll get more Elam Haba. No, then that's, that's true, but the engagement itself gives you access to Elam Atoya, which is infinite, because that's, that's why it broke. The Misa came because it was infinite. If it was finite, it wouldn't have broken. Tikkun is finite. Toya was infinite. For this I have to take on the darkness. Subdue it or transform it. Two different levels. Iskafya means you're aware of it and you don't fall prey to the darkness. You appreciate what it is even though it's not transformed yet. And then there's the transformation of the darkness. In everybody's healing there's two states. One is you can watch the anxiety and not let it define you, you define it. A deeper place is where you transform the negative parts and it shows that really they're not negative. They were just trying to protect you and cope. That's ishabcha. It's two states in Avaidus Hashem. Iskafya and ishabcha. Iskafya from the word koifin oisoi, subdue. Ishabcha from the words lahapech. Ishabcha shachalanayra. That's why he says both, because you're not always ready for ishabcha. That's already, ishabcha is the next level. First days, there's ishabcha and there's ishabcha. And even before ishabcha, there's still ishabcha. Ishabcha is very big. Ishabcha means the darkness doesn't define me. I can define it. I, I put it in its context. Iskafia is hard in a way because you didn't transform it. It's still there. The, the dog is barking. The dog is barking. You understand? But it's a, okay, you're, you're barking. I got, I got you back. I got you back. I know who you are. It's Besaidin. You can't take over the whole Metsias of a person. Winston Churchill, he's the one who fought Hitler, so he had a terrible depression. And he once said that he compared his depression to a black dog that always follows the master. You know, you have dogs, you go to the bathroom, it goes with you, you go into bed, right? These dogs, they don't leave. They do not leave their masters. He says, that's my depression. My depression goes with me everywhere, but it's not me, it's my black dog. He called it his black dog. That's an akud, that's not his hapchah, it's an akud of his kafi, but it's very powerful. This is the light that comes from the darkness. Why does this elevate you so much? Because their source is higher than the Nefesh Unfortunately, they had a terrible Nefila. They fell. It's Loshan. Through Iskafia, you resurrect the dead. Which dead? of it's looking for Tchiyas HaMesim. You're the one to give it Tchiyas HaMesim. The anxiety is dead. It's deadness that came into you. But it's really tremendous life 
but it went through death. It went through a death. You know, we talk about a death experience, near-death experience, PTSD. Oilam Atoyu is suffering from PTSD. That's Mamish what he's describing here before anybody knew about this. What's PTSD? What's real? What's, what are all these wounds? What's trauma? What is it? person went through such an experience, you can't recognize yourself from before anymore. You're, you're a changed person. Literally, you're, 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 the wounds are so deep, you're not the same person anymore. You need chiyas hamesim. What's the worst thing that can happen is, somebody else gets afraid of your PTSD. I look at you and I'm like, oh my God, I'm afraid of you. What's the worst thing? You become afraid of yourself. He says, don't be afraid. Chiyas hamesim. Resurrect the dead. Very, very moving words. The skafi of sitra achera, the working through the darkness, not letting, not letting the chitzonius prevail, literally brings back the dead to life. He was waiting for it. I went through a death experience. I went through a near-death experience. Can you hug me and bring me back to life? And don't look at what I look externally. I went through a death experience. I'm not going to tell you nice things. I can't. Yeah, It's already at You're bringing the dead back to life. So the nefesh elikis is the mentor. He's the manhig. He's the melech. But as he engages with the nefesh abahamis, he gets that energy back to himself. So he's elevated to a place that's deeper than ziv hashchina. Ziv hashchina is elamatikun. And this is Olam HaToyu, Vayimlech Vayamas, Vayimlech Vayamas. The Malachim of Toyu, the kings of Toyu, who all died. They all broke. They all went through such a difficult experience. So you'll say, why is the Malach HaMavis Ma'oid? And the answer, what we're learning here is, I don't want to call it an answer, because it's more an experience than an answer, but the Vart is that there's certain parts, my own Ma'oid, I'm only going to reach through my Olam HaToyu. I'm not going to reach it any other way. That's where it is. That's where the secret is. It's not like I have a bad part, but I'm trying to give you comfort. So I'm saying, oh, it's going to bring you to good places. It's much deeper than that. What you're calling your bad parts really contain within themselves an innocence that is your deepest, deepest innocence. And that's a very, very emotional idea. You know, you could cry when you think about it because even practically we can feel it, right? Everybody knows, those of you who are very sensitive, and generally people who end up in this shir are pretty sensitive. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, for uh, disclosing that. But, uh, <laughs> and the truth is, who's not sensitive, right? If you're a soul, you're sensitive. The question is, if you acknowledge that you're sensitive or not. <laughs> That's basically the difference. Huh? You're not. We know that, yeah. You're not, your father is not, your mother is not, your brothers are not, your Zayda was not. Listen, we always need a talk, a poster boy from the other side, you know. <clears throat> a guy once told me, hey, yeah, he'd once met me and he says, listen, I heard nice things about your shiurim, but I don't come. I said, why not? He says, ich bin nicht krank. He says, ich bin nicht krank. Like, Hashem, Just don't be contagious. Huh? I'm not his therapist. I didn't have to judge. Probably a lot of fear. Probably a lot of fear. I don't know. He's a big therapist. Ask him, what is it? I don't know. So, I, I don't know. I, I, so. I have enough to analyze there. I don't have to analyze there. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you're healthy, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> of course, of course. Darizal says, Choyla begematria memtes. Chesvav Lamed Hay is 49. He says, a Jew who acquired the 49 gates of wisdom is sick because he's looking for the 50th. Choyla begematria memtes. So that's how I understood the depth of what he was saying. In order to, to appreciate chesidus, you have to be choyle for shara nun. If you're not choyle for shara nun, then uh, you're right. If you're not choyle for ein soif. Uh, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. So in other words, he transformed himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must, I must, I must. So why was I saying this? Why do we get into sensitive people? I'm sure if I guess. Oh, no, I know, but before that, what were we saying? I forgot. No problem. Oh, oh very good. Shekoyach, yeah. Sometimes you have two children. They went through the same experience, maybe the same house, maybe the same, or similar experience, yeah? I wasn't affected. Look how healthy I am. Look how functional I am. Why, why, why did you become messed up? Right? And what's the real answer to that? So there's no one answer to that. Obviously, it's a very complicated and sensitive question. But we all understand one thing. And that is, the more innocent a soul is, the more pure a soul is, the more deep a soul is, the more it experiences life, when it gets hurt, the consequences are far more grave. In other words, the shviras hakelim is always commensurate with the purity of it. If I'm just a tough person with very, very tough skin and nothing goes into me, so nothing goes into me, not in the negative and also not in the positive. Very often, if you're going to look at what bothers you most, what we're talking here about, your anxiety, you will see that it's rooted in your innocence. It's rooted in your purity. It went through a shvira sakalim. Your innocence was challenged, or your innocence was destroyed to some degree, or it was blocked, or it was covered over. But it's literally, the nitzutz is very, very pure. Can I give an example? Yeah, I can give an example. If you have a child who's all love, all love, full of love, and that child is molested, or bullied, or experiences developmental trauma, or emotional neglect. The pain that this child's soul is experiencing is far, far deeper than the pain of somebody who wouldn't be so saturated with love. Because I trusted you. Imagine I trust you with everything, and then you take that trust, and you put, I don't mean you, puts a dagger in the chest, a tu brute, that wound is much deeper. So this child, to protect himself, the parts of him that have to protect himself, you know how thick the protection is going to become? <laughs> it's not just going to be a small protection. It's going to be complete disassociation. I'm going to cut myself off of my emotions so that I could survive this crazy world. Now when I grow up, I have no emotions. Right? And the anxiety and the pain of that is very, very deep. But if you trace it back to the origin, what are you going to find? Pure sweetness. 
but it went through a shvirus hakelem. I don't know about my sweetness anymore. I don't know about my love. I know about my detail. I don't feel anything. I can't feel. If I wouldn't have had such a deep soul, I wouldn't go through this experience, which has its own milus and its own chesrenos. That's why you won't find a great leader in the world or in the Jewish people that didn't go through tremendous darkness. Because it's habahatalia. The Gemara says in Menachas that you know you don't get the oil from the zayas if it's not crushed. Huh? Yeah. yeah. The Rebbe Rashab once said, Yat Kislev, Yutas Kislev. He said, I don't want to say it, I'm scared to say it. But when the Balatanya was crushed, when he was imprisoned for capital crimes, and he was crushed in prison, he says it's brought out on new level of oil. After Yutas Kislev, the way he was, my God, it's called Nach Peterburg versus Fire Peterburg. It's a different level of chsidus that he brought out afterwards. He said he doesn't want to say it, but that's what happened. What does this mean? Sometimes the two are dependent on each other. Because if I, if my soul, if, if Toyu wouldn't be so edel, it wouldn't go through such a shvira. Because it's infinite, because it's divine, when it breaks, it breaks badly. A Pashto example, when a wall falls, right? If the rock is higher, it falls much further. If the rock is lower, it falls right there. When a wall falls down, the tallest part falls much further. Why? When a higher energy is abused, when a higher energy goes through a breakdown, it falls much lower because all of its beauty goes into the Shvira. Derechayim says in Shmini, an interesting thing. In this world, a lion is a trefe bechaya. You're not allowed to eat a lion, even if you could check it. A behemoth is kosher. In the Merkava of Yecheskel, the lion is on the right, and the ox is on the left. Right is much higher than, than left. It's chesed, left is gvura. So it should have been, the arya should have been a kosher animal. The answer is, the arya of the Merkava went through a shvirus hakelem. So as it falls down, it falls down much lower than the shayr. The shayr retains a kedusha, it's kosher, it's a carbon. When the Arya comes down, it's just a wild, dangerous lion. Because it's, it's more elikost. You hear the word? You understand? The higher you are when you go through a break, it's, 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 it's much more devastating. Because it's pure energy that's being broken. That kid that was broken, right? there was so much love there, that got broken. So the disassociation is much more powerful. I have to disconnect much more to protect myself. I can't just disconnect myself a little, but I can disconnect myself completely. You'll sometimes see the worst addicts are the most spiritual people. They don't recognize themselves anymore. They don't, they don't say they're the most spiritual people. They're just pure addicts. But what happened? The pain was so deep that the numbing of the pain... Osa has to be crazy. I can't just eat potato chips. Some of us, we eat potato chips, we're good. <laughs> take a cheese Danish. Cheese it. Take two pies of pizza with Coca-Cola, with Diet Coke. Make sure it's Diet Coke. But some of us, sorry, Danish is not going to do it. Potato is not going to do it. Alcohol is not going to do it. Why? So you could say because they're lowlifes, because they're behemoths, because they're chayas. No. 
because the shvira of Olam Atoyu is so much more powerful, and the pain is so much deeper, so I have to numb it much more intensely. You could give a billion examples for this. It's true in almost every person's life. The level of anxiety is commensurate with what I'm covering up, with what I'm dealing with. What does this mean? So, so what do I learn from this? I learned from this that what I'm looking for is tchiyas amesim. I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for to continue the cycle. It's almost begging me. The nefesh of Bahamas is begging the nefesh of Lakis, Give me oxygen. How do you give it oxygen? By embracing it empathetically and realizing that essentially it's just here to open you up to a much deeper level of love. But it's hard because it's been in a state of shvira for many years. That's, that's its protective mode. And suddenly when you say, oh, you're really beautiful. I know somebody, for example, he went through a very hard life. It wasn't, Mamash wasn't his fault. Edel, edel a person. Uh, but went through some nasty things. And uh, emotionally became detached. Became detached. He couldn't feel. He could feel with other, he could feel with strangers, with other people. When he, you know, when he read a book, he could cry. Some people, when they watch a movie, they cry. <laughs> Real life, they can't cry. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's not so funny. You understand? When it's something that doesn't threaten you, if it's, it's a book, a film, you could cry. But uh, in real life, they can't. And he was that person. He suffered a lot. Tried everything. He tried, he tried, he tried. I forgot again my train of thought here. This is like a group therapy. I don't remember what I'm talking about here. How did I just get into this? Isaac, we need you for the rescue. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi It's good to have a lawyer in the crowd. A healthy lawyer. A healthy lawyer. A gesunter lawyer. Only, the only choyle we want is begematria memtes. You're looking for the shara nun, that we allow. Okay, so now I want to get... So what, why did he do that? Not because he didn't want to feel, because he felt so much. And if you're causing me pain every day, what do I do? I shut off my emotions, right? So, so it doesn't hit... It doesn't... Uh, it doesn't affect me, and I could live. But because of that, he had to live from his brain, not from his heart. So he couldn't experience life. Everything was like a machine. Like, you meet somebody, okay, what's the right thing to say? What's not? The, anybody relates to this? Like, everything becomes analytical. There's no experience of life. Now, when it comes to learning yeshiva, he was unbelievably successful. Because that's, that's what you celebrate often, intellectual genius, right? Gavaldic. But in terms of the heart, somebody once told me that in his yeshiva, the best student was the one who cut his head off from his heart. <laughs> he said, I came in and I knew I had to behead. He beheaded himself. He said, for nine years he was there. Now, I don't mean that I'm not judging anybody. The point is over there, you celebrate learning and understanding and analysis, but you have to, it has to be connected to the heart. If to bring it to the heart. So it was a very painful reality this guy was in. Very painful. And he went through a whole, a whole, a whole uh, series of uh, very intense healing. You shared with me something very special. And this, this is really such a key point. In his, in his marriage, when his wife was trying to be close to him emotionally, the closer she was trying to be 
what do you think did, what do you think happened to him? The more aggressive and negative he became, because she was poking his insecurities. If he's meeting a stranger, he could be nice and warm. He's a nice person. But his wife wanted to be very close, not a little close. In other words, toiv, ma'oid, not toiv. For him, that was the Malach HaMavis. You're the Malach HaMavis. So what do I do if the Malach HaMavis comes to me? What do you do if the Malach HaMavis walks in? Either you jump out the window, right? You call 911. You freeze. You fight. You flight. You fawn. Or you die. <laughs> the easiest the Malach HaMavis walked into the room. If somebody else would walk into the room, it's not a problem, he doesn't want to be so close to me. But somebody wants to be close to me, in other words, you're poking around my emotions. <laughs> you want my emotions to come out. <laughs> Sorry, that's death. So what do I do? I push you away much harder than anybody else. Why? Because of my goodness. But what does it look like? It looks like I'm a monster. The guy's not a monster person is a struggling, suffering child who's shut down. So what does that mean? That means the deeper the negativity, the more you're touching the depth of positivity. When you experience that level of resistance in yourself that is so weird, it's so creepy, it's so crazy, it's so insane, it's so horrible, you just touched ma'oid. Now you touched your truth. And if you do Tchiyasamesim, that very experience will be your Gu'ula. That's the Nakoda. The Herst? But it's scary. Precisely that point. That point where he is the most dangerous or the most scary or the most detached. That aggression, right? His wife is trying to get close to him, or his children are trying to get close to him, or a close friend, or a therapist, whatever it is, a mashpia. And he's running away so deeply, so intense. The depth of that fear is only because you just touched, you just touched the nitzots of toyu that went through a tremendous shvira. And, and it's, it's that, it's died. It, it died. What do we need to do with that moment? What do you have to do at that moment to come out of it? I don't know that you could come out of it at that moment. I don't know you could come out of it at that moment. That before Shabchi, you need a skafia, right? That's why he keeps on using the two words. I think the best we could do at that moment is if you can have awareness of it. So generally, in, ev- in every such situation, when there's awareness, when there's awareness, right, that's the first step, just to be aware of the dynamics. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.